0: Good morning, everyone, to Morning Brews and Cruise News. I'm your host, Trevor Shelby. Today is June 27th. It's a Tuesday, and we are one step closer to your next cruise. We're so close, guys. We're so close. Coming up in today's episode, we're discovering why Royal Caribbean just hates that sweet jazz. An update to the Bahamas tax and Carnival's beatdown in the stock market. But first, we're going to sip on this Harry and David's Coffee See, Breakfast Blend. Ooh, I like that one. I haven't hit a bad one for a while, guys. I'm going to give Harry and David a solid 7 out of 10. So there you go. I was recently asked by my good friend, Gary, how, how do I like my coffee and what I base everything off of? And really it's, it's what I, it's about, it's all about what I need guys, because (laughs) there's some days that are harder than others, especially, you know, when you're on some medications that make you a little bit more drowsy at times. And so I, I do appreciate a good coffee is what I'm getting at. And so I do like dark coffees. I, I used to like lighter coffees, the you know, most of the time. But now I've kind, of, I've kind of gone over to the other side a little bit. I do put a little bit of sugar and a little bit of creamer in my coffee. And... You know, it's just something I've become accustomed to. And, oh, we're about to have a cat. Oh, we've got a cat up here. So there you go. (laughs) I haven't set up the cat cam yet, but we will get it. We'll we'll, we'll have a cat cam soon. This show is also kind of opening my eyes to the world of coffee, folks, because I've never been the biggest coffee drinker, and now I'm slowly getting there, man. <laughs> I've tried so many different coffees, and we have so many more to go, including some special ones that we kind of got in the works. But like I said in the opening, we have a lot of cruise news to really kind of go through today, but first, let's talk about something miraculous that happened We're talking about a miracle flight. So hold on to your coffee mugs, folks, because this is about to get interesting. On a recent Southwest Airlines flight, 20 passengers used wheelchairs to board the aircraft, only for 17 of them to walk off the plane. Right past the waiting wheelchairs, completely fine on arrival, it seems flying Southwest has some medical benefits that's not known to modern science can we get a drum roll please you heard it right it's the miracle flight imagine it folks you board the plane needing assistance but as you touch down it's a miracle suddenly you're strutting down the jetway like you're a rick flair jet flying limousine riding so uh (laughs) now let's be clear of course there are legitimate cases where people might need assistance boarding but not deplaning but let's be real it's a tad bit suspicious when 17 out of the 20 passengers that's 85 percent. i got a calculator out and i was i did the math guys and they all experienced in-flight miracles So what's the secret potion here? Is it the in-flight peanuts? I think it's the peanuts, guys. Or perhaps is the cabin pressure? Or perhaps the mystery lies in the mini soda cans? Well, let's debunk the miracle cures and let's look into the possible perks these passengers might be receiving better seating this is unique to southwest you might likely get a better deal when you're tipping a wheelchair attendant than buying the early bird check-in just to score that prime seat access to overhead bin space you know the drill even you're getting late on a you know on an airplane And the only available bin might be you know the the Bermuda Triangle boarding with a wheelchair though, voila, you're on early. you got all the space you you could pick any bin you want, even the one that's right by your seat. How imagine that? But really these perks you're receiving is you know basically your priority check-in and security. But if you're savvy enough to request a wheelchair, then you're likely savvy enough to have a pre-check-in, an online check-in, and handle your backdrop and all those things that you're doing. All this being said, there's a serious note to this. People asking for wheelchair assistance who don't need it could be preventing or delaying those who genuinely need assistance from getting it. So while we can all laugh at the idea that there's miracle cures out there, let's remember to always consider our fellow travelers. After all, if everyone gets early boarding, then nobody really does. You know, one thing I've always thought Carnival's done really well, and there was one time we were boarding, and I think it was the Carnival Magic, and a buddy of mine just had his knee operated on. And so he was moving really slow, and he actually needed the help of a cane. And when Carnival saw him coming, and this is back when, you know, you would arrive at port, and you had, like, these giant, huge lines queued up just to check in. At the port, and he he was noticed very quickly, isolated. they they pulled him to the side. They got him through priority. They got him, you know, in and out of that line as quickly as possible so he could get off that knee. And I thought that was a fantastic thing that Carnival did. And I think it's a shame that some people are using these companies, you know, goodwill and misusing it now let's jump on over to royal caribbean and let's let's see what's going on with these jazz clubs apparently they hate them (laughs) so royal caribbean international has converted the jazz clubs into smokeless casinos on three of their oasis class ships the harmony of the seas the oasis of the seas and the allure of the seas the jazz on four clubs used to be a popular spot for live music but the rising demand for smoke-free casinos kind of made this change the refurbishment was done by right on squads, which is enabling the ship to remain in service throughout the conversion process on each ship took approximately two weeks. The company Trimline undertook this job. They're, they're known for doing these real detailed, you know, renovations, especially when you have something like a casino, when there's so much data and so, so many IT things that you have to consider when you're designing these spaces. And so they ensured that there was efficient work th- without disrupting the ship's operations for guests or crew members. This company doesn't just work on cruise ships, but they also work on military vessels. Now, it's not known what's going on with these upcoming ships like the Utopia of the Seas, and so it'll be interesting to see if the jazz clubs will be included, or maybe elsewhere, or if they have just completely done with that space as is. Like I said, folks, it's either that they really want these smokeless casinos, which have been wildly popular in the last few years, or they just hate jazz. I think it's to the jazz. Now, I want to give everybody kind of an update. We were talking the other day about how the Bahamas was doing this tax real soon where they were kind of just upping everything. You know, they put a lot of money into their infrastructure and they are, you know, expecting returns on that money, which is, you know, completely understandable. But they were making these changes really fast. And I think it was probably too fast for a lot of these cruise companies. Christine Duffy came out and said, hey, you know, those things add up. We've got a lot of people that, you know, this is their vacation. We can't, you know, go through and start asking people to start paying more and more. I feel like that Carnival's really kind of trying to navigate around maybe what could end up being a bit of a PR fiasco where, you know, they end up having to charge people more that they weren't planning for, or they end up eating that cost, which hurts their bottom line. Recently, the cruise industry has shown a lot of goodwill when it comes to the Bahamas. It's, it's a wonderful stops, man. You know, I've never been to Coco K, but I have seen so many articles and things about it now. I'm just like, I have to go. And I absolutely love Nassau, Freeport, Half Moon Cay. Those are all favorite stops of mine. And I think a lot of that goodwill has kind of paid off because now the Bahamas has come through and they've said that, hey, we're going to push back these taxes and we're going to do it at the beginning of next year. And now they can have a nice sigh of relief because, you know, this is they, they got pushed off. So they've got a little bit more time to plan for some of this. All right, folks, before we set sail from this segment, Let me just toss out a quick, very important reminder. If you've been enjoying your time with us on this cruise through the latest news and insights... How about you hit that subscribe button? Whether you're tuning in from YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, that little button is like a lifesaver. It keeps you afloat in the sea of news. You'll get a friendly nudge whenever we have a fresh update so you won't miss a single wave. And now we're on to our last bit of news with the Carnival Corporation stock, which took a bit of a tumble Monday despite some positive news. Folks, it dropped more than 10%. It's the largest decline in the S&P 500, even though they had earnings beat and better-than-expected guidance for the full year 2023. A lot of travel analysts think that this could be because Carnival had such strong starts to the year and that Carnival has fallen victim of its own success. You see people got a little too optimistic. We heard some unreasonable whispers about the profitability for the current quarter, but if you had seen these results maybe three months ago, everyone would probably be doing backflips about this stock. In the financial second quarter, Carnival reported a loss of $0.31 per share, which is narrower than the anticipated $0.34 loss. Even better, their revenue hit an all-time high of $4.91 billion, beating the estimated of $4.7 billion. But here's the thing, everybody. Carnival's stock has been soaring this year. It went up more than 50% in the past three months and nearly 100% year to date before you know Monday's big sell-off. And it wasn't just Carnival, guys. Shares of competitors like Norwegian and Royal Caribbean also took a hit, falling about 6% and 3%. But there's still hope because Carnival CEO Josh Weinstein said that bookings and customer deposits are hitting an all-time high. He also mentions that booking volumes were 17% higher than 2019 and the 2024 booking position is at record levels. Wall Street was bullish on Carnival ahead of all of this. They had multiple analysts upgrading the stock. Even the Bank of America analysts said that the cruise recovery is now stable. So Carnival Corporation might have stumbled but I don't feel like they've fallen. This is a tough game, folks. It's a stock market, (laughs) so I don't have a dog in this fight, so don't take any of this as stock advice. But, you know, I was very critical on Carnival stocks way back when, and now, I mean, things are looking good. You know, they have an incredible debt, but they are riding the ships, so we'll see how it goes. But that's it for now folks. Stay tuned for more updates on Morning Brews and Cruise News. Make sure you are subscribed. My name is Trevor Shelby and remember folks, life is a voyage. You never know where the ways may take you. So stay alert, stay caffeinated, and above all else, stay cruising. Smooth sailing, peer runners. Yeah. Ooh.